All right, everybody, welcome to the Big Football Show. It's Thursday. I am Austin Meek, joined by Colton Pouncey. Colton, I guess we have to start with the news that we found out on Wednesday involving the school that I cover, the Michigan-Maryland game that was set for Saturday, has been canceled, which raises a whole lot of implications for, uh, for a whole lot of people around, around the Big Ten, <laughs> especially Ohio State, because uh, the, the focus now turns to that Michigan-Ohio State game that is scheduled for December 12th, which is significant for a lot of reasons, partly because those schools have played every year since 1918, partly because it looks like Ohio State is going to need that game in order to qualify for the Big Ten championship game, at least as the rules are presently written. So there's a lot going on. And I guess we start, as we always do, by saying, you know, we hope that everybody's okay. We hope that everybody uh, at Michigan is recovering quickly. Uh, we, we hope that coaches and players uh, are able to, to get back soon. Uh, but Colton, man, where does this, where does this leave us now? Um, especially as we look to the Michigan State-Ohio State game that is scheduled for Saturday. Uh, Ohio State's had its own issues, right? They had to cancel their game against Illinois, so they really need to get these last two games in. What's the latest word from from Michigan State in terms of how it's looking for Saturday's game against the Buckeyes? Yeah, you know, it it feels like we've had to start a few of these podcasts talking about some sort of cancel game that either one of us is involved in directly or or the other person is covering the opposite team. But uh, I don't know, you know, when the the week started, it looked like this game was not going to be played. I kind of looked around the Big Ten, I'm looking at the schedule, I'm like, Okay, Minnesota's having some issues. Michigan's have some issues. I feel like we're kind of limping to the finish here. It's kind of like sure. that scene, the final scene in uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where Will Smith is like standing by himself <laughs> in the empty house. Like that's like that's like what the Big Ten looks like to me right now. But um, look, this this Ohio State Michigan State game, it looks like they're trying to get that one in. Um, Ohio State did pause their their team activities for a bit there, but they restarted those on Tuesday. A lot of people come back to the building, um, so it looks like they're really trying to get that game played, and it makes sense because Ohio State is trying to get to that six game minimum. Ryan Day is not gonna be able to coach this weekend, um, but they're, you know, if they have enough players and, and they feel like it's safe enough to, to proceed with that game, it looks like it's gonna be played. And, um, you know, on the Michigan State side of things, Mel Tucker, he wants to get that game in, you know, for a rebuilding team, he's always said, you know, all these games are important. We need to see how we stack up against all these teams, especially Ohio State, you know, a program that he coached at um, in the early 2000s with Mark D'Antonio, with Jim Trestle, won a national championship back then. Um, you know, he wants to use this as sort of a measuring stick game to see where his program's at. And obviously, they're in year one. They have a lot of work to do. But um, for Michigan State side of things, this game means something. For Ohio State side, they're trying to make it to Indy. And uh, for that to happen, these games need to be played. And it looks like they're going to try to push forward with it this week. I think it's true what you said, that it really feels like now it's impossible to talk about college football without talking about COVID-19. It's really been true all season, but especially now as the Big Ten tries to get to the finish line here, there's just no, there's no angle that you can talk about without acknowledging uh, what's going on around the, around the league, around the country. Uh, It's a, you know, it's a hard thing. Uh, And we've seen, you know, we saw Kirk Herbstreet this week, Tuesday night, make some comments on ESPN uh, suggesting that Michigan was going to wave the white flag and opt out of the season and skip the Ohio State game basically to keep the Buckeyes out of the Big Ten championship game. 
I can tell you that those comments didn't sit very well at, at Michigan. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people were upset by that, and rightfully so. And you know, Kirk Herbstreit, to his credit, pretty shortly thereafter came out and apologized. And I think he knew that he crossed the line, maybe not in the moment, because he kind of doubled down with it uh, on on the broadcast. But then afterwards, I think he realized uh, that that it was crossing a line there to suggest that a team would intentionally cancel a game or, or use COVID-19 as an excuse to cancel a game. But I think it, you know, in, in his defense, we're just in such a weird place. It's, it is really hard to talk about these things because you can't really talk about college football and the competitive side of college football without acknowledging the way that COVID-19 is affecting every single team. Uh, and it, you know, it, in some ways it feels weird that anytime there's an outbreak, we immediately talk about, you know, what does this mean for the championship race? What does this mean for this team or th- that team? You know, I mean, number one, and this is a, this is a public health crisis that has been going on for months now and has claimed tens of thousands of lives in our country. So, you know, the last thing really that should matter is, is the big 10 championship race. Um, but at the same time, when, when the big 10 and, when leagues around the country made the decision to play college football this year, uh, we knew that competitively games would really be affected by this virus. And we've seen that over and over again. And we're seeing it now uh, at Michigan and Michigan had been a school that had really avoided big problems uh, knock on wood up to this point. Uh, They hadn't had a shutdown. They hadn't had any games canceled. But then the word comes out Monday that they decided to go virtual for the day because of some uh, some positive cases that came back. They were shut down again Tuesday, and then Wednesday came the word that they were going to shut down until next week, uh, next Monday at the earliest. So yeah, Colton, I don't know about you, but it just it's it's weird. It's hard to talk about college football right now and sort of find that right balance between talking about what's going on on the field and acknowledging the stuff that's happening off the field, which seems like a much bigger deal. Yeah, you know, here's how I view it. Like, you can say what you want about Michigan and the season they're having and about Jim Harbaugh, but he's a competitive coach. He's always been a competitive coach. You know, um, these players, they want to play. No football player goes to program and says, oh, you know, maybe I want to take this week off. That's not what they, that's not their mindset. They want to play these games. And no rivalry is petty enough for them to actively push against playing unless they just can't. And, and the reason why they can't is because of COVID. You know, Michigan has an outbreak. They, they went virtual earlier. Um, they had to shut down the program this week, and, and their game is canceled. You know, like, that sucks. And it's completely a result of COVID and the situation we're in and the rising test numbers and the Big Ten's protocols, and that's just part of it. Like, if you wanted a season, um, you knew that this was going to be part of what you saw. So we're seeing it. It's playing out. Probably maybe not to the extent that some people thought. I feel like some people thought that we would coast through the season without issues. That was just never going to happen. That was never realistic. So, yes, we've kind of hit this point where we're looking around the schedule and we're saying, well, who's actually playing this week? But, again, like that's just the 2020 season that we're seeing, and it's probably going to continue. Yeah, I think part of what we're seeing now is a real gray area in terms of how different schools – proceed uh you know there's no there's no playbook for this right and even when the big 10 went through everything it went through to make the decision to play you know from initially saying they weren't going to play in the fall to then coming back and saying we are going to play 
putting together these protocols, the rapid testing regimen, the positivity thresholds, all of that stuff. You can put together the best protocols in the world, but what's the old saying that uh, the battle plan goes out the window as soon as you get into combat? That's kind of how it's been with, with COVID-19. It's all, all of these protocols that looked, you know, looked really good on paper before we tried to do this. I think schools are finding that when you actually have to apply those and make decisions in the heat of the moment, a lot of times it's, it's not very clear cut. And you know, one thing about what the Big Ten is trying to do uh, that's different from maybe some other conferences. You know, Colton, we've seen like in the SEC, for example, and I think some other leagues, uh, they, they had roster minimums, you know, minimum number of players that needed to be available to play in a game. Uh, the Big Ten really built its plan around uh, the positivity thresholds, uh, the, the different, you know, red and orange and green zones based on uh, the number of positive test results you're getting. The one thing about that is you know, that doesn't really capture some of the other stuff that might be going on with your roster. And in Michigan's case, when they announced that they were going to cancel this game on Saturday, they mentioned having a number of players unavailable because of contact tracing. And that was one of the things we heard at the very beginning when the Big Ten announced its rapid testing is, well, hey, we've got this great rapid testing. That means we won't have to do all of this contact tracing because we'll be able to test every day and we'll know right away if a player is positive and we'll be able to isolate them. Well, I think what we found out in practice is that you still do need the contact tracing. And even if, even if you are testing every day, if, if you do have players testing positive, you're going to have other players who are not able to play because they need to quarantine for a period of time. And that can really have a big effect on, on your ability to play a game. So if you've got a group of players who have tested positive, and then you've got a group of players who aren't playing because of contact tracing, and then you've got another group of players who aren't playing because they're hurt, well, all of a sudden you get pretty shorthanded. And maybe there's a situation where technically, by the way the, the protocols are written, you could play, but you're looking at your roster and the number of players you have available and you're saying, it's just not, it's not a good decision for us to play this week. Uh, and so, you know, that, that's where I think sometimes, you know, some of these conspiracy theories might come in or, or accusations or, you know, people trying to suggest a motive that, well, this team is just scared of getting blown out. So they're not going to play. And I just think, you know, I'm sure coaches are saying that I'm sure Kirk Herbstreet is correct, that that's something that coaches have told him, but I just think, you know, in, in this situation, uh, you know, we need to give the benefit of the doubt and realize that the most important thing is not making sure that we get all these games in. And if a team feels like they're too shorthanded to play, at some level, you just have to say, hey, this is 2020. This is what we signed up for when we decided to play this season. And we're not going to be out here lobbing a lot of criticisms at teams for not you know, just trying to play these games at all costs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, looking back, even to, to when the Big Ten announced their return, like it was never going to be as easy as, you know, some made it seem. Um, mm. Like you mentioned, when it comes to contact tracing, like it's a matter of who's with who, where were you, all that stuff matters. So there are some players out simply because they were in contact. And, you know, the, the rapid testing was a nice touch, but the other thresholds and the protocol that the Big Ten put in place, some of that is difficult to clear. Um, and, and honestly, like, because of the late start, the lack of flexibility in the schedule to make these games up has made it really tough for the Big Ten. They can't just say, 
this one's postponed. Every game has been canceled, really. So, like, you know, at this point, I, I just feel like we've reached the spot where if you can get a game in safely, you take it. You, you're thankful that you can play the games and, and that you, know, you have enough bodies out there on the field. Um, but at the same time, like some teams, some programs are just in a position where they can't do that feasibly. And I think at that point, there's no reason to criticize them because it is what it is. Like we knew this is the way it was going to be. And it's kind of playing out that same way. Yeah, I said this to Nick on the beat earlier this week that I think we can say with quite a bit of certainty that the way things worked out, the Big Ten, uh, you know, the Big Ten gambled wrong, you know, by by starting when they did. Uh, mm-hmm. The Big Ten probably would have been better off to start at the same time as the SEC and the ACC. And look, every league has had their issues. Uh, no conference has, has done this perfectly. But the flexibility that the Big Ten gave up by starting late, that outweighs any advantage they had uh, from the extra time and the availability of the rapid, rapid testing. The rapid testing hasn't really been the game changer that we were led to believe it, it might be. I mean, certainly, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it, it's helped. Uh, I'm sure they're glad they have it, but it has not made this just smooth sailing through this Big Ten schedule. And it, it's created a situation now by starting when they did that, that the Big Ten has a team in Ohio State that's played four games this year and yep. looks like one of the best teams in the country. Looks like by the eye test, that they belong in the playoff, but they just haven't had a chance to play enough games that you feel really secure that they're going to be there at the end. And maybe they will be, uh, you know, maybe they'll get, maybe they'll get two more games in and then they'll get into the big 10 championship game. And I think if you've got seven and O Ohio state, that looks good the next three weeks, that's a pretty strong playoff contender, but man, there's just not very much wiggle room now for the Buckeyes. Um, Colton, what do you think? I know this is, this is going to be a conversation, especially if Michigan isn't able to play next week. Do you think that the big 10 should consider changing the rules and taking away that six game minimum? So Ohio state could potentially get into the championship game at five and O, or do you think that they made these rules at the beginning of the season and they have to stick to them? It's tough to say. I mean, Ohio state is by far, you know, the Big Ten's best best chance at getting a team in the playoff. And I think people realize that. So if they were to bend the rules, I think it'd be pretty obvious who they were bending it for. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, the way I look at this Ohio State team, like, I don't know what else they need to prove. I mean, they played four games and they've looked good doing it. They've taken care of business. Um, you know, it looks like this Michigan State game is going to get in. And if they take care of business again and, and beat that squad, they're now, you know, 5-0. and Even if the Michigan game isn't played and they can't, technically qualify for the Big Ten Championship, they'll still play a sixth game in the crossover. And I think even a 6-0 and Ohio State squad, it, it, to me, it's kind of like, well, what more do you need to see? Do you really need to see them beat Michigan? That's like, two. what are they, 2-4 and four right now? Is that right, Austin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2-4. Like, is a win over a 2-4 and four Michigan team that would then be 2-5 and five after that game, like, is that really going to push the Buckeyes over the top to get into the playoff? Like, I don't, I don't think so. I think if you're looking at the eye test, you're looking at the talent, looking at what they have coming back, looking at Justin Fields, that's one of the better teams in the country. And there's a reason why they're number four right now. So I don't know how much these games, these regular season games matter. I just think if they can take care of business against Michigan state, um, whoever they play December 19th that weekend, even if, whether it's in the big 10 championship or not, you win that game, you're six and oh, I think that's enough to get them in. I would, me personally speaking, I don't know how the, how the uh, playoff committee would kind of look at that, but um 
when you're looking at the best teams in the country, you had Ohio State up towards the top for a reason. And, you know, if they run the table and go undefeated, I don't, I don't see a reason to take them out. Yeah, I'm with you. I think if you're the Big Ten, I'm not sure that you should be trying to engineer your schedule uh, to favor uh, favor one particular team or engineer your rules at this point in the season. And, you know, I know it. I mean, the ACC just, you know, they – they made some tweaks uh, to what they had laid out before the season, basically to, to get things set up the way they, they wanted it at the end. Uh, and I do think flexibility is important in all of this because no matter what you thought three months ago, uh, it was a guarantee that this season was going to go in some unexpected directions and having the flexibility in the middle of it to say, okay, maybe we didn't anticipate this before the season, but, the circumstances dictate that we need to do this now. You know, I, I think there's something to be said for that. But I also think when we started this season, everybody had the same set of rules. And if, if you're a team like Indiana that, that's had a great season, uh, you know, played Ohio State within a touchdown, um, if, I, if Ohio State doesn't get to that minimum and Indiana is the team then that would go to the Big Ten Championship, I think if you're Indiana, you'd be saying, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, uh, we all signed up for the same rules here. We're not going to change it at the last minute just to get Ohio State into the championship game. And honestly, Colton, I think a Big Ten championship would probably mean more to a team like Indiana than it would mean to a team like Ohio State. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. Ohio State wants to win the national championship. Uh, and they can do that regardless of whether they play for a big 10 championship. So if it's me, if I was making the decision, I would say, yeah, we're going to stick to the rules that we made before the season, but also you would sure hope that the selection committee would be you know, smart enough and flexible enough to say, well, okay, maybe Ohio state isn't technically the big 10 champion this year. Maybe they played in that, whatever you want to call it, third place game runner up game against Iowa or Wisconsin, but they're still the best team and we're not going to diminish their chances of making the playoff because they didn't win the conference championship, but we're also not going to tear up all the rules at the last minute to give them a better chance to win it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. Like if you, if the big 10 does change it, it has to be cognizant of, of what it is they're doing. Like you can say it was about flexibility and adapting on the fly with this crazy season, but I'm pretty sure you can assume why why they would make that change if yeah. they were to do it. Um, but I agree. I mean, seeing it, uh, an Indiana squad, I know they lost, you know, Michael Penix, you know, that, that it's a real bummer for their program because he's a lot of fun to watch and he's obviously their leader. But, you know, if Indiana still does what they need to do and they can get into the Big Ten championship, you know, that's a great achievement. You know, you don't, that's hard to do, especially in the Big Ten East for an Indiana squad that's had, had to get past Ohio State, uh, Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State when they're on top, you know, like it's been tough sledding for them and they're finally in a position where they can make it to Indy. And um, if, the, if the Big Ten were to change the rules at this point, just to kind of help out Ohio State. I, and I know they beat, you know, a healthy Indiana squad and they won that game. But mm -hmm. um, just based on the rules that they set forth at the beginning of the season, they made it pretty clear. So if they were to change it at any point, um, you do, you would kind of feel for an Indiana program that's trying to prove that they can, they can compete for a Big Ten title. Um, but again, I, I just think it's a, it's a, it's sort of a matter of, can you take the PR hit if you're going to do that, yeah. if you're the big 10 or, or do you just kind of want to say, look, we're going to give our, our top dog the, the, the chance at, um, you know, boosting the resume a little bit more.
Yeah. Yeah. The head to head there is, is the factor that, you know, that's the only reason why I think that they would even look at it is because, well, you can point to the fact that Ohio state played Indiana and beat Indiana and it was a a close game. It was a good game. Uh, but Ohio state won that game. And, Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, if if you're Indiana, if, if there is a, you know, a last minute rule change that allows Ohio state to play in the championship game, I think, you know, I don't think you'd be real happy about it, but I also think you'd have to, you know, at some level acknowledge that, well, you know, we did have our shot uh, and Ohio State won the head-to-head matchup. But, you know, I, like you said earlier, and I think it all comes down to this, I don't, I don't know how much Ohio State has to prove at this point. And I say that realizing that, you know, they do have to, you know, there should be some minimum, you know, some minimum that you have to achieve to get in the playoff. I mean, if there, if there wasn't, then you could ask like, why are we even playing a regular season? Right? Like yeah. we should have just said, okay, we've got the four best teams. We're not going to play the regular season. We're just going to play the playoff <laughs> in college football. I guess they could have done that, yeah. um, but we're playing a regular season and it does have to count for something. But, you know, I think if Ohio state, you know, I think if they play two or three more games uh, and they're still undefeated at the end, I just, it's hard for me to see the selection committee keeping them out. Uh, no, but we'll, we'll see. Hey, Colton. I mean, we take nothing for granted in this season, including uh, the Ohio state Michigan state game this weekend. Uh, the Spartans, you know, every time you want to count them out a little bit, they come through with something uh, to show that they are, are really invested in this season. Uh, they showed that against Michigan in week two, and they showed that last week against Northwestern. Uh, so what, what's the vibe now for Michigan State coming off a, a, a pretty significant win there for Mel Tucker? Yeah, I feel like the fan base out here is just believing that whenever they play a top 15 team now that they can just win, <laughs> which uh, I mean- It's it, dangerous. It, yeah, no, but it, it's funny to see, the, you know, the contrast between games, you know, like they start off the season losing to Rutgers at home, uh, come back the next, next week and, and beat a Michigan team that, you know, back then our view of that program was a little different than it is now. But I mean, that was a, that was a big win to come in and beat a more established program in week in uh, year six of, of the Jim Harbaugh era over there versus year one with Mel Tucker in Michigan State. So uh, even th- it's been such a roller coaster of a season, and I've said this before, but this team just continues to break my my brain. Uh, I, I did not go out and li- I, luckily, like I didn't go on like any radio shows or anything like last week and and predict uh, that. Northwestern would take care of Michigan State pretty easily, even though I was thinking it. <laughs> I just didn't say it out loud this time. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, like when you look at that game, it was a lot of Michigan State kind of coming together. And I, that's what Mel Tucker wanted to see, because after the Michigan game, he was like, you know what? We've proved that we can have a complete effort offensively, defensively. Um, it, that's been few and far between the season just because they're, they're going through a transition and they're trying to find the right pieces. But in that Northwestern game, they had some balance in the run and pass game. Uh, they had a season-high 195 rushing yards. Uh, the offensive line really paved, paved the way for a lot of those lanes for the running backs. Um, had a deep shot with Rocky Lombardi to Jalen Naylor for 75 yards. That's been on display all season, but this is the first time you kind of had that balance. And then defensively, you know, that was a great effort for Michigan State. You know, they only allowed 20 points, uh, 285 yards of offense, you know, held Northwestern to 5 of 18 on third down turned the ball over four times and uh, had four sacks. So like that was Michigan State's most complete game of the season. No one really expected them to win, but they did. And they held it down uh, in the fourth quarter and were able to come out with that victory. 
at the same time, all that said, <laughs> Ohio State is a different beast, even with their issues that they're having right now. Um, so, again, you, you don't want to count teams out. Like, I, I've been wrong before. I'll probably be wrong again. Um, <laughs> but uh, Michigan State, I'm not really expecting them to win that game against Ohio State. Uh, but I guess you never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, look, I think no matter what happens in this game and no matter what happens the rest of the way for Michigan State, Got to give Mel Tucker some credit because yep. that team has been invested all season long. And I'll tell you, Colton, I'm sure you heard it. I heard it. There were people around the league saying uh, before the season that, well, you know, there's some schools in the Big Ten that don't really want to play this year, like, you know, Rutgers, Michigan State, you know, these teams with new coaches, they'd probably be just as happy not to have a season this year. Uh, and mm-hmm. I tell you what, I think, I think Michigan State has showed uh, pretty emphatically that you know, that, that wasn't how they approached it. They, they uh, have bought into this season uh, and have done some things that nobody, nobody expected from them. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, that, that's a, that's a pretty significant thing. And, you know, we'll see where it leads. I mean, I, I guess that's the question is, you know, if, if Ohio state is close to full strength, uh, Colton, I, I mean, what, what's, what are the chances here? Uh, do, do you give Michigan State a shot? Uh, because like you said, this is just a, you know, this is a totally different beast. Northwestern, a very good team, uh, you know, coming off a, a very impressive performance against Wisconsin. Uh, but the, you know, the, you know what you're going to get offensively from Northwestern. This was not a game where Michigan State went into it thinking, okay, we've got to score 40 points in this game if we're going to hang with Northwestern. Right. And it's a different deal with, with Ohio State. And I guess that would be my question is, has Michigan State's offense gotten to the point where they can, they can score enough to stay in a game with Ohio State? Uh, simple answer, I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's funny, when you look at, I mean, the Northwestern game, uh, Michigan State had a lot of opportunities early on, and it's like they were in the red zone, and they had a choice. Okay, should we try to go for it here and extend the drive, maybe get a touchdown, or um, just take the points? And against a team like Northwestern, I think you. I was, I was telling this to my editor, uh, Jason Starrett, I was like, I think they take the points every single time. Like, even mm-hmm. if it's a field goal, because Northwestern is not a prolific offensive team, they sort of win these, like, games 21-20, you know, 24-21. Like, that's kind of been their brand this year, playing with good defense and things like that. So I'm like, if you have a scoring opportunity, even if it's a field goal, you obviously want to touch on every single time. Take the points, keep it close, and give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter. And that's what Michigan State did in this game. Their defense came through. Um, really limited that Northwestern attack and Peyton Ramsey forced him to turn the ball over twice. And uh, he, you know, he's more of a game manager. He's not prone to those mistakes, but uh, they got him to make some mistakes and they took advantage and they won that game. But I do think when you're going against a team like Ohio state, (laughs) I mean, plain and simple, you're going to need to play your best game of the season, offensively, defensively, special teams, which has been an issue for Michigan state. They need to be firing on all cylinders to even make that a close game going into the fourth quarter, even at halftime, to be honest with you. So um, Mel Tucker has been looking for consistency week to week. You know, they had that big win against Michigan and then, you know, came back the next week and lost, I think, 49 to seven against Iowa. Um, you know, they've kind of been up and down this roller coaster of a season. And, and it's to be expected when you consider, you know, uh, there's a new staff coming in. They're trying to show they're trying to show some progress throughout the season. It's kind of hard to do when you have guys in and out of the lineup, um, guys still learning how to play the positions that they're in and, you know, uh, new schemes and things like that and finding the right pieces. That's all been on display this season. It's been a work in progress. Um, but I do think if you want to have a chance against a team like Ohio State, none of those can be issues for you. And I just don't think Michigan State, as it currently stands, is in position to kind of 
um, put it all together uh, against a team like Ohio State, even if, you know, Ryan Day's out, even if they have some other players that won't be available. Um, I still think they need to play a perfect game, and I guess we'll see. But at this point in time, I, I, I would still expect Ohio State to win that one. Yeah, Michigan State's going to have to get some turnovers, and that's what we said when Ohio State played Indiana, and Ohio State never turns it over, so you know it didn't seem very likely. But then they did turn it over a couple times against Indiana, and it ended up being a close game. So maybe if that happens, who knows? Maybe the Spartans can hang around. But, well, hey everybody, uh, thank you for checking out the show today. Uh, hang in there. I know I know it's tough out there. Uh, wear your uh, wear your mask. Wash your hands. Uh, and enjoy the football, whatever we have this weekend, and come back tomorrow. Ari Wasserman and Jesse Temple will be in to make their picks for the weekend. Uh, so until then, thanks for checking out the Big Football Show.